We are standing in the middle of the block on Hollister, watching the entrance of a bar on the corner a few doors away. For a Wednesday, the place is jumping. Good news and bad news for what we intend. Good news because a crowd offers cover. Bad news because there's always the danger that some pain-in-the-ass innocent bystander might misunderstand and try to intervene. It's happened before, but since we know our skip, Tony Turturro is inside. We followed him here. It's a chance we're prepared to take. And did I mention we had a plan? I'm dressed in a short black skirt, silk halter top, leather jacket. Come fuck me, pumps. The idea was I'd go inside, entice him with my womanly charms, and make him an offer he'd be too dazzled to refuse. Once outside, David and I would hustle his ass into a car. In less than an hour, we'd be off to the airport and home with our bounty in San Diego. Should have worked. Should have been a piece of cake. David looks at me. It's a gay bar. Did you know Turturro was gay? I do now. Laughter erupts before I can stifle it. Would I be dressed like this if I did? He frowns. So what do we do? I can't believe he has to ask. What do you think we do? You go inside and I wait here. God, one look at you and... Okay. He stretches the word out. He's watching the door and a steady stream of well-dressed 20 and 30-something men making their way inside. Melancholy strains of soft jazz float out each time the door opens. He runs a hand through thick, close-cropped hair. I don't think I'm dressed properly for this. He's wearing jeans, a black t-shirt, and a black leather duster. Underdressed, perhaps, compared to the suits we've seen pass into the bar. But David was a tight end for the Broncos when they were Super Bowl champs, and he's in as good physical condition now as then. His muscular 250 pounds is well distributed on a six-foot-six frame. He's model handsome, high cheekbones, smooth tan, generous mouth. I lift an eyebrow. Believe me, nobody is going to notice how you're dressed. He looks down at me still frowning. Okay, then. He hands me the car keys. See you in a few. David goes inside, and I'm left on the sidewalk to twiddle my thumbs. I move off to stand beside our rental car. I like it so much more when I'm the bait. Inactivity grates. It makes me think about how different my life has become since a night very much like this one last summer except that skip turned out to be not what we expected. And when he attacked, the commingling of our blood turned me into a vampire. I lean my butt against the door and press fingers against my eyeballs. Vampire. I've come to terms with it, mostly. I accept that drinking human blood is my sustenance, and immortality my future. But I haven't accepted it all. The balance between the supernatural and the human side of my personality is shifting. I feel it more every day. 
The animal within me is becoming stronger, harder to keep in check. I have a mentor who is helping me, and a support group of sorts to make the transition easier. But I also have a human family and a business partner who don't know what I've become, and I'm fighting to hold on to them as long as I can. The door to the bar swings open, and David is back, his arm across the shoulders of Tony Turturro. They're both laughing, and Tony puts an arm around David's waist and pulls him close. That didn't take long, not that I thought it would. I slip into the driver's seat and crank the engine. David steers Tony toward the car. Tony is a few inches shorter than David and about 70 pounds lighter. He has brown hair and smooth olive skin that shimmers in the dim light and screams tanning bits.